This is a Founding Media podcast. Welcome to the Positive Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bancroft. This week, I'm interviewing Chris Rhodes of See the Stars Ablaze. Chris is an influencer, YouTuber, activist, and small business owner. He co-founded Flaunt Streetwear, a clothing brand that gives 15% of all sales to fundraising partnerships that help trans people afford gender-confirming surgeries. During the interview, Chris was kind enough to share how he used Instagram to document and share his transition and how he hopes it will help others on their journey as well. Let's jump right in to hear more about Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I want to start and kind of ask how you got started. You know, like, so you, how did you decide to share your journey from transitioning transitioning um, on the internet? I guess I just decided to start sharing my journey because I wouldn't have realized that I needed to transition had I not come across other people before me who had shared their journeys, um, mostly on YouTube. This was like before Instagram was Mm -hmm. real big. So um, I just wanted to put my journey out there for people coming behind me, I guess, um, to see someone and maybe relate to that and know like they had options to transition if they didn't identify with how... um, they were born or, um, the gender they were assigned at birth. Yeah. And so, uh, mostly it was just kind of like in gratitude, um, to the people that came before me and did the same thing. So, yeah. Where did you get the name? See the stars blaze. Uh, it's actually from my first tattoo. Okay. Um, it's like lyrics from a Trevor Hall song. Um, the song is Many Roads and the lyric is Only in the Darkness Can You See the Stars Ablaze. And it was my first tattoo. And um, it was kind of a reminder to me that, I don't know, like even in the dark, there's like goodness out there. So I'm kind of pessimistic or I used to be. Um, my <laughs> girlfriend seem pessimistic. My girlfriend thinks I'm like the biggest optimist in the whole world. I think you are. Yeah. But, um, I used to not be her. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Shelby. (laughs) Yeah. Pre-transition I wasn't. And I think that's kind of indicative because now I have a way um, more optimistic outlook because I, um, am myself. So, um, yeah, just Uh, no to that tattoo. So how did you get the courage to, you know, really share that journey? And, you know, did you have a lot of backlash from that? Did you have support? What did you, how did that go? Um, I kind of gained a following on Tumblr when that was cool as like a, as like <laughs> no a, way. Yeah, Love it. yeah, as like a Tumblr lesbian. Uh-huh. Um, so I did get a, like a little bit of backlash when I transitioned cause my whole kind of following was like all of these like queer women. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I mean, a ton of them supported me like, and I kind of, I lost my space in that community, but found the community I really needed yeah. to be in. Um, besides that, like the only backlash I really get is like closed minded, uh, internet yeah. trolls, um, people that want to come on my page and just like leave shitty comments. But, um, mostly people are like really, really dope. Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with the trolls? Like what, how do you deal with that? Cause I get offended and there's no way that they're saying as mean things to me as they, I'm sure oh, yeah. I can imagine say to you. Um, I mean, mostly I try to delete comments yeah. and just block people, but 
I also have been known, especially after like a few beers to engage. Um, but honestly, Instagram filters on comments are like oh, that's right. a godsend. Like I just filter out a lot of the words I'm going to predict that people are going to use, mm-hmm. um, any sort of slurs and stuff. And that kind of, um, helps. It's really helps in sense of yeah. future now. Um, but most of the time, before I can even address a comment, I have so many followers that support me. They just like come in and like rip those people to shreds. So (laughs) yeah, you've got a huge following. So he's got like 70,000 followers. Um, do you, are they all trans? Are they just support the community? You know, do they reach out and ask advice a lot? Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good mix. Um, it's a pretty big percentage of trans masculine individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I do get a lot of messages asking uh, for advice. Um, I tend to, I used to post a lot more about my transition on my Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, have kind of switched towards um, like higher quality, like photo and um, not as many shirtless selfies. Um, (laughs) But um, I do more of my transition related advice on my YouTube because that's more of a long form thing. So I tend to be able to like address those questions more in depth. Um, But I do get a lot of questions asking for advice and stuff. And that's why I actually go through my DMs. Um, Shelby helped me go through them. Like when we first started dating and was like, for the love of God, why is there 800 messages in here? You hadn't looked at those? I get so many a day yeah. that I just like. I do too, but I. Yeah. Yeah. So Not she, that many. She went through and just like filtered out like the ones that weren't worth looking at. And then I addressed a bunch of them and now they're like manageable. But besides that, I have like a good amount of people that are, um, just supporters like my favorites are like just the like straight cis allies that are like um just like hey like you've really opened up my my mind to like yeah this like person or this identity or this journey that I wasn't even really aware of and I love to like watch you share that and like it's cool to see you just like living your life or like sharing your relationship or those Mm -hmm. sort of things so um I'm definitely here for like the trans people I reach but also I think it's more important the like people that aren't a part of our community that get to see that Yeah, that's cool. So you also have uh, your clothing line. Yeah. And you also have other, you've got your new podcast. Yeah. So how do you think having this like big following has helped you launch that and, and kind of grow that business that you have as well? It's definitely easier to start a brand or business when you already have a following um, because people support you. And so they, even if it wasn't awesome stuff like they probably (laughs) would still support you I still think we make quality clothes clothes. yeah and um so my clothing line is called flaunt streetwear it's spelled f-l-a-v-n-t uh streetwear um the v is aesthetic not phonetic um (laughs) but um we're an lgbtq clothing line me and my twin sister run it we design everything and then we print most of the stuff ourselves like in a studio behind our house on the east side um I didn't realize you printed everything yeah so it's and I'm also glad you clarified the v because I was going to call it flaunt yeah (laughs) you said it and I did not yeah people get confused about that but um it was way easier to trademark when it had a v in it and then also as designers we liked the way the logo looked better when yeah so um but that's like my baby um it's 
Flaunt is turning five next wow, month. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. And um, we do fundraising partnerships with trans people, fundraising for gender affirming surgeries. We give 15% of every sale to who we're currently partnered with. We just partnered with our 12th partner um, awesome. and um, we'll be working with her for the next few months. She's actually local to Austin. She's a trans woman here. Um, but we fundraised like over $22,000, I think, in the wow. last five years. Yeah. So um, it's cool clothes made by... Um, to queer people trying to make a living, but it also helps people. Um, yeah. So do yeah. you design everything yourself or you and your sister do? Yeah. Me and Courtney design everything. We both went to school for graphic design, so okay. it's a nice practical way to apply that degree. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So do you kind of feel a pressure to be like a role model in that community? <laughs> I mean, cause like you've got so many followers and so people must, you know, have followed along that journey. Do you, is that a lot of pressure? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think that a lot of people, that sounds so pretentious sometimes, but a lot of people kind of put me like on this pedestal because yeah. like, um, especially in Austin, I would say I'm like one of the biggest like queer faces in Austin, but, um, in general, like pretty decently known in the trans community, especially among trans men. And, um, so when I do like slip up, which I do, I'm human, right. um, people kind of have this idea that I'm like, infallible. And I'm like, I think that a good role model is someone you can relate to and someone that does mess up and does so graciously admits their wrongs, those sort of things. But I mean, like recently went through a breakup and like people were angry about it and like livid about the way that I handled it. And like just said that I just like really messed up this thing and like, we're so invested in this idea. And, um, I, just kind of like went about things saying like, Hey, like I'm a human and I wasn't happy doing this thing. And I found happiness. And, you know, like if you wanted me to like grin in front of a camera and just show you the good sides of my life, like then you're not following the right account. Like you need to be here for like the good and the bad. And I'm going to share all of it with you and be transparent. So, so how do you, so you share so much with your transition. Mm -hmm. How do you go about like you don't want to share it. Like when you have like a, a very personal breakup, mm-hmm. how, how do you balance, you know, how much you share and, you know, like what's, how do people, how do you deal with people wanting like that? Like you said, wanting to know more, but it's like, okay, this is a personal thing, but right. they expect it because you've done, you've been so open with what other personal things. Right. Um, it's a really hard balance. And it's also, um, it's a hard balance for the people in my life too. Like, um, my current girlfriend is on social media and stuff, but she's like, wow, I've never dated someone who's as open as you about mm-hmm. everything. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's kind of my brand. But like, I can't stop now. Right. Like, sorry, it's been around like longer than you have. And I love you. And I'm going to respect your privacy and there's privacy of our relationship. But um, like, that's just part of like, yeah. it's part of the deal here if you're dating me. Um, but I do try to keep like obviously like everything you see on Instagram or online is kind of a highlight reel, but I try not to be too filtered with that. I don't want to only present the good side of things, but also I'm not going to air it when I have like an argument with my sister or my girlfriend or like I'm having, I do post about mental health a lot because I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I want to share those things. Um, and like the ups and downs of transitioning and also just like in general life, like, Hey, like sometimes you're struggling and whatnot, but it is a hard thing to balance because like, 
especially like that big breakup, like people were like, what happened? Why aren't you telling us? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, yeah. just because I share things with you, what I share is like what I decide to share. And I think people kind of forget that someone behind like their phone screen is like a real person yeah. and feel very entitled to like knowing everything. And I'm like, y'all, like even some of my best friends don't know like the nitty gritty of this. Yeah. Like, so I'm just going to delete this DM because like, I'm dealing with this. I don't need to deal with it in front of like tens of thousands of you yeah. publicly, like necessarily. I don't know. It's a hard balance. So It is for sure. And I don't share like too, too much personal stuff like that. But even still, like I have people, they, they, people are nosy. Oh, I mean, I'm <laughs> super nosy, but like, too, but like, I wouldn't I send know. half the DMs I get. I'm like, no, I'm like, half the time I'm like, what? You're bold. Can I drink this on camera? Yeah. Oh, cool. What? <laughs> Um, so what kind of what's next for you? Like, where do you see, you know, do you want to keep doing the influencer thing? You know, do you want to expand the flaunt clothing line? Kind of what's, what does it look like in the next five years? I hate that question. Uh, so I just asked you. <laughs> um, definitely. I want to keep using my space, my platform. Um, I'm moving into doing more influencer type things. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get that to be a revenue stream for me because, um, Austin's expensive. So um, I'm trying to utilize that platform that I have and work with brands that I really support because my follower base is like, I mean, I can post in a shirt and get 30 people asking me where it's from and it's Mm -hmm. not even a sponsored post. So I'm like, y'all are missing out on a really, really, really devoted audience that like, if I say something's kind of cool, like they're into it. So, um, Besides that, and just definitely still growing flaunt, um, I'd love to be able to expand into a space. <clears throat> like right now we currently print in like this small studio behind yeah. our house on the east side, but I'd love to be able to like have a bigger space so we could have like a multicolor print press, do a wider array of designs, have more inventory on mm-hmm. hand, just kind of expand that. Um, eventually we'd love to have a storefront in Austin. Yeah. We think Austin's like really queer friendly and really like, our vibe. So it'd be really cool one day to have like a brick and mortar spot. That's also maybe multi-purpose, like a, a queer friendly coffee shop in the front, like kind of yeah. like flat track coffee. I don't know. Can we drop like places, but they're like coffee in the front and like a bike shop in the back. It'd be kind of cool to be like a cool little like hangout spot. And yeah. then we also have like our store in the back. I think that'd be really rad. Um, and then, uh, I just, started in on this like podcast project with my friends. Um, it's me, my sister and two of our other queer friends. So it's three queer women and one trans guy. And we're just kind of, we always ended up talking at like these bars or wherever we're hanging out, just like bantering about all these topics. And we were like, I think that like some of the people in our community would like to be in on these conversations. So just kind of here and there, just doing little projects. Um, I really want to get more into activism too, though. Like, Mm -hmm. um, kind of been branded an activist just because of what my clothing line does. But right. I think that I don't want to just be like a backseat keyboard, like activist that just like, you know, posts about like this cool thing that's going on. Right. I want to make sure I'm actually going out and like, I've been, I've now spoken at two events. I like want to like really get out there and like, I'm already visible online, but I think seeing uh, queer people in public spaces is important, especially right now with our administration. Um, So I'm just trying to get out there and like use my voice for good um, and get better at speaking, not only online because it's harder. (laughs) You did great at the last panel though. Thanks. The sangria helped. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Um, Do you have any advice for someone starting out, you know, 
to do, you know, influencer or starting a transition, anything like that? Any kind of good advice? Um, I think my advice that I would give actually for both of those is just be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, in a transition, I think, um, it's really hard to figure out how you identify in general, whether you're just figuring out what you want to do with your life or how you identify or just anything. Um, and there's so many voices around you that are going to try to like give you direction or whatever. Um, I think that it's really important to try to just like see what is just recurring thoughts to you and like what is like the most essential for you and kind of never lose that even if you have people around you who might influence it um and uh realize that every journey is not linear and it's okay to have missteps and just um explore things and figure out like what I'm I'm just such a like feel good person like what feels good and like keep heading in the direction of that so definitely that would be my advice for people transitioning and like know that like sometimes it's scary but like big things in life are always scary um if it was easy everyone would do everything all the time so um just know it might be tough but it's if it's the right thing for you it's worth it and um as far as social media um for some people it's totally the right thing to like try to do and pursue and like make maybe a career of, or even just like a platform. Um, just try to stick to like, what's you don't emulate things too much, like just to follow a trend. Um, obviously like if you admire someone, you can try to be like aspire to be like them, but, um, be yourself. And that's what people really, um, are drawn to. If, if they can relate to you, if you seem like a person that, um, that they want to like sit down and like have a beer with or something, yeah. Cool. What? Okay. Last question. Who would be like a dream collab, like a brand that you would love to work with? Oh, I don't know if I've ever even really thought about that. You totally need to monetize. <laughs> um, well, like for me on my, on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Like a partnership kind of thing. Oh, I mean, it's probably like super lame, but like I would love to just work with like ASOS because like they like have all of my favorite clothes, but they're like such a big brand. Like they are not, I would love to find like a small brand that gives back the way that like flaunt does. Um, especially somewhere, some like local Austin. Um, if I could like, if there's any really rad, like even if you're a big brand, but like ran by like a queer person and like, you're just trying to like actually reach that audience. I think that would be like a great brand to work with. And then also like, I mean, I would work with Miller Lite. <laughs> well, heck yeah. Lite. <laughs> a good beer company. You can pay me to beer. As long as you're okay with the LGBTQ community, which I doubt Miller Lite is, but like, hey, any beer companies out there that want to holler at you? IPAs, boy? please. Yeah. We like those. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show with me and um, let them know where to follow you. So on Instagram and your brands and stuff. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at see the stars ablaze. Um, my personal like blog website is also see the stars Um And then I'm on Twitter as uh See stars ablaze because you can't have that many yeah, characters. It's, it's really annoying. Did you have to limp your you Chelsea to, Bancroft on yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm like, well, um, one tell of an ad is yeah. not as cool. And uh, YouTube, I'm also see the stars ablaze. So you can just like Google see the stars ablaze and you'll find me. Um, and my clothing line is Flaunt Streetwear. It's flavnt.com. So check us out. Um, That's cool stuff. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you.
Thanks again for coming to chat with me, Chris. We will put links to all of his social accounts in the show notes. The Positive Influence team includes me, Chelsea Bancroft, producer Mariah Gossett, and audio engineer Jake Wallace. Thank you everyone at Founding Media for your support. A Positive Influence podcast is available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you would like to follow along on my adventure this summer, make sure you follow me on Instagram at one of an adventure. We will put a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening.